Okay, welcome everybody to Tuesdays with Tyra. Alright, tonight's share is dedicated by Sviran for Lechavad, Sharon, and Daniel Younger. Well, it's okay, it's not Sharon. Sharon did not get engaged, but Sharon is and and I guess I'm out of the house. That's true. Um, in a in honor of Daniel. Younger and Chaya, what's Chaya's last name? Chaya, his, his friend Chaya, her, her, his fiance Chaya, for getting engaged. We wish them collectively much mazel and bracha and simcha gesund, long life of health and wealth and parnasa together. They should build a beautiful house of, of, of uh, simcha and of mitzvahs to make Hashem proud. Okay. Tonight's share is, we're continuing on the on the Pele Yotz's uh, subjects and it's not a it's not a, by chance that tonight the subject is Amuna. When the world went a little bit crazy with we don't know who our, our American leader is because we know who our leader is that's Hashem, we all know that but the world's going a little bit crazy, um, and and um, so we're so apropos. Hi, hi, Hayim. So it's so apropos that just by chance, just by chance, we're talking about. He's talking about Amuna. So it's uh, it's also all part of it. So Amuna, the Peleites has a new twist on Amuna. His twist on Amuna is not. Not what the Chavis um, Avavis, who's one of the, um, the big writers on Amuna, he, he writes that when you have Amuna in the Bithachan and Hashem, you become a better person. Yes, of course, you have more serenity. You have a better life. You, can, you don't need, um, you don't need uh, psychiatric medicine as much. I mean, we all, we all need it. Yeah, you know, right? Okay, so, um, but not as much sometimes, you know. We can lower the dose, okay, when we have the Amuna. But besides for that, it makes us a better person. Why does it do that? Because if we know that there's a, there's a road, there's a road map, and Hashem put us on the road map, then, and we believe this and this, and we believe everything's coming from Hashem, it's easier to do things when we know that this is our roadmap. This is what Hashem, Hashem who took care of us, told us to do this. The same, the same one that gave us our, 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 our beautiful wife, or beautiful husband, and our, our jobs. Yeah, I'm looking at you, everyone. Baruch Hashem, and the by all of you. Okay? And, uh, yes, yeah, so... And in, in, in the same one that, that, that gave us our lives and our health and, and whatever we have, right, and our families, um, is the same one that told us, yeah, this is what we're supposed to do. So it makes, it makes life much easier and easier to become greater people. So that's, that's an interesting, interesting to have. Um, all right, so I'm going to tell you a very... All right, before I tell you that, um, to talk about that is... Not necessarily anybody from here, I want to tell you a story. Uh, the story is, I have a few stories, a few amazing stories tonight. Um, so the story is, I had one of the, one of the guys uh, from the show called me up election day and wanted to know this follows. Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, are you allowed to put money on Trump? 
And I said, uh, okay, I thought about it a little bit. And it's, it's a Shaila of, it's a Shaila of, I don't know if you know him, you don't know him, it doesn't have to be, maybe not from the show, I'm not sure, but he says, to, are you allowed to put money on Trump? So I said, I, I did a little uh, calculations. The truth is, is that if it's, what, there are certain, I said no, you can't do it. Um, but, what? No, the truth is, is if you know, I, if, if you know that there's no Jews, if you know that, you know, and they're happy to do it, then you can, but you don't know that. That's part of the calculations. I said no, you're not, you're not allowed to do it. It's not, it's not allowed. Let's get, let's get, right. Um, so, he kept, so he says, whoa, whoa, one second, but it's easy money. It's on Trump. We know. Everyone knows he's going to win. We know he's going to win. And I said, I know, but yes, it yeah, could be not. I hope so. I hope you're right. We're all davening. But Lamaisi, uh, you're not allowed to do the betting. Anyway, a few times he calls me, texts me, he's arguing with me. And, he, um, and he's a great guy. He's, and other, other people wouldn't even ask. Would just do it, right? Because why not? You know, it's, uh, how many, I'm, I'm not going to go through this. How many people, this is a big problem of our young guys is we all have cards and and it's, and it's a real big problem, right? And I myself, I came to a chasana and I was given aid. And the chasana was Reb Tuvia, was my friend Mermelstein, and Shmoli's uh, older brother. And I was given aid and I was really nervous about it because I'm a puzzle aid because I played kvitalach as, and, which is cards, which is gambling. So I went over to Reb Tuvia Goldstein, who's the grandfather of Shalom. He's the grandfather of the of the of the chassan. and I told him, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm embarrassed. I was so embarrassed, but I'm I'm probably a puzzle aide, so it was right before the chuppah, and I'm like, I I've played, you know, this I've I've gambled, I've gambled in my life, and um, he, it, right, it was right before the wedding, right before the chuppah. They they told me I'm going to be an aide, and I had a major problem because I was a puzzle aide. So I went over to Tovi Goldstein, who was a god Dar at the time, and I told him that I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I want to confess, but I, I can't do it. He says, have you played since then? I said, no. He says, do you feel bad playing? I said, yeah, sure. Okay, you could do it. You're kosher, because that's true. So, it, so, but it wasn't just, it wasn't automatic. It had to, you had to actually feel, so these things are a problem. We all, we, many of us do it. So, um, I told the fellow, yeah, oh, you when you lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, told, I told this fellow, you're not allowed to do it. Again, he calls me. He calls me a few times, texts me, I'm telling you. I've, finally, um, we know what happened in the election. The next day, the, best, the best, next day, I texted him. I said, uh, I, hope, I hope that you had the, uh, uh, you listened to your Rebbe. It's true, this is not a moon. There's a moon in Chacham. It's not the same kind of moon, but it's a great story. So I texted him. I said, I said to him, I hope that you listened to your Rebbe and that you didn't bet because look at what's happening. You know, it didn't look good. It was maybe two days later. So he said, oh no, no, I didn't. I did not listen. And, and then he calls me up and he says, the story gets worse. The story gets worse. I didn't listen, but but don't don't worry. I, I'm gonna probably still still win. He still might win, but uh, still <laughs> But anyway, he says the story is is that I took out money from Bitcoin, and the Bitcoin went up. I'm stuck still in a frozen bet, which doesn't look very good. I'm sorry, you know. But um, okay. <laughs> so if you do things with Amun Abitachin that you're gonna win, you're gonna have. 
this is this is a great guy, so it's not a not reflection, but it's just it's it's a story. It's part of is that if you do things with a with a and listen to you do the right things for Hashem, then you can't lose. So and that's what that's what the Pelayot says, is that if we realize this, then we don't we're not gonna have if if I'm supposed to the guy knows, I'm supposed to make twenty thousand bucks, right? Then my Bitcoin is gonna make twenty thousand bucks. Right? If if this is a I did my Ishtadlis. By me pulling out and taking and doing something which is shady. By the way, he did he didn't just do it. He got a heter from somebody else, a more uh, liberal rabbi. Uh, maybe he knows more. Than, sh- he probably knows more than me, because So a person who 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 says no, it's very easy to say no. It's harder to say yes. So he uh, granted, he probably knows more than me. I'm sure he does. But Lamaisa, if you would have the betachen and muna, I did my ishtadlis. I'm getting it. That's fine. Um, so it makes your life easier. It makes us richer. It makes us better. So the the uh, Pelayoy says, guys. Lower. I know it's exciting, uh, and we can't control, but this is, this is very important stuff. So the Peleoid says as follows, that everything that happens, everything that happens to us, whether we move our hands or anything that happens, is happening for Hashem. I was, okay, so now listen to this next story. This next story is pretty amazing to me. It's going to sound very silly, but uh, it's, it's, to me it's, it's, it, was, it was the wow moment. Um, I was sitting Shabbos afternoon, late Shabbos afternoon, learning this, and I'm thinking about it. And it says everything. He says everything happens. Hashem, if, if a hand moves, if a leaf drops, and that Hashem willed it for that leaf to drop at that place. So honestly, okay, I'm gonna say this. I was thinking, come on, is this really? Does Hashem really care where the leaf drops in, in this place or five feet away? Come on, does does Hashem, Hashem may? Probably Hashem just blows a tree, the tree had, the wind blows, and the leaves fall wherever it's supposed to fall. It really makes a difference where the leaf falls. You, you ever thought like that, or is it only me? Okay, so this is what I was thinking. It was Shabbos afternoon. I'm sitting here, right here in the show, learning, and I'm learning this, and I'm having these not such nice thoughts about whether I don't really know if I believe it, I don't know if I understand it. All of a sudden, I hear, I hear, Barking, very, very barking from outside. I hear barking from outside. And I go outside and I see, I, I hear I, I ignored it a little bit, and I, I, then I see a, a little dog outside. What happened was, earlier in that day, a woman came to talk to my wife. She brought her little dog inside the house. And my wife says, if you don't take that dog outside, um, it's not going to be nice. So she promptly, she took the do- little dog, the little dog, she took it outside, she tied it up, she had the leash, and she put it on the fence post, and she went back in to talk to my wife, and it was fine. So first the little kids were all playing with it, and then they soon got bored because the dog is not too bright, and it's not very stimulating. After a while, how long could you throw a ball and, and catch it? Yeah. Sorry, any dog owners. But it's, um, <laughs> but you know, they got bored of it. So it was like a few, uh, an hour later, and all of a sudden I hear this, this barking, it was going crazy. And I go outside and I see, it was, it was like turning around, it was, it was and I said, what, what, I said, what's wrong? And I felt bad for this poor dog. Nobody was there, no kids were bothering it. So I go over to the dog, I take the leash off, and I, you know, you're not supposed to touch, but I'm holding the leash, I'm walking in, and I'm, I'm like seeing what's going on. He starts walking a little, and he's, the, the dog's turning around, this little dog turning around like crazy. 
and barking like crazy. And finally, finally, I saw what was wrong. What happened was, there was a maple leaf, you know, regular le those leaves that, f that um, was stuck behind where he sat, and it was stuck in his uh, the hind legs, and he was trying, and he was running around, trying, he saw this flapping leaf, he thought it was a, an animal or something like that, and he was trying to chase his tail, and he <laughs> couldn't get it, he wasn't reaching it, it was too far away. So I, I just, uh, I, and he was going, and it was, he was turning around, I was like wanting to see what happens. He was running around and screaming and barking at it. And, and at one point even, he like whimpered, he just like laid, he put his, 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 uh, his, his uh, little head underneath his uh, body and he was just like crying, whimpering. I felt so bad for the, uh, for the thing, I started walking the dog and finally, I was able to grab it and, uh, it, you know, my foot and it came off and he was very happy. And I, all of a sudden, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Here I am, I was just sitting in the show learning about a leaf falling and not believing that a leaf has a reason to fall. Now that leaf, Hashem showed me that you non-believer, that leaf that fell had to fall a certain way with the stem up, you know the stem has like a little catching port on the top, the stem up, the dog had to sit on that thing. He had to bark. He had to call my attention to tell me, hey, Mayor Bailey, come out here and sh I'll show you why a leaf has to fall somewhere. If you don't believe it, this is, this is what it is. And that was, that was just, uh, you know, it hit me that why, it never happened before. So this is exactly what, what it is. You know, there's no other reason that Hashem had to fall just to show, show me and to tell this over to you, that yes, there is a reason for every single leaf that falls. There is a reason. I saw it very clearly. So, that's, uh, that was just uh, an amazing, an amazing story. So, I told this over to, um, you know, so, so besides for that, by the way, it, it's, um, the Peleoid says, it's an amazing thing also, if you think about it and talk about this, it's a mitzvah, just thinking about it, and just exercise talking about it. So, I heard from Elam uh, Story saying that, you know, I love to see these guys in the subway, that they're standing in the subway, and they're watching the train, right? So every 30 seconds, they go up to the tracks, they look down, and they gotta be nuts, because there's more of a chance for somebody else to push them down. But they, they go down, and they look to see if the train is coming. No, it's not coming, they go back. Like, it's gonna really help. If, you, if you're going to keep on looking. He said, instead, what you do is, you go to the side, you think about HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you think about Amuna, you think about how things happen, you, you try to practice and work, and then you have a mitzvah. So you're standing there, the same, the same idiot that's waiting for the train and looking, looking 20 times and making himself anxious, you're sitting there thinking about Hashem and Amuna, making yourself great. So I was telling this over, actually, told us this story with a dog and my wife, and she said that, how do you know that Amuna means that everything is going to go right? Maybe it means it's, uh, yeah, Amuna means Hashem, yeah, Hashem needs to destroy the world, Hashem needs to destroy us, chas v'shalom. But, but I'll bring, I brought, so I brought it, I'll bring you a raya from two weeks ago, parasha, lech lecha, parasha, that it's not true. The, it's from a medrash. A medrash is very powerful. Right? Medrash is before Rashi. Rashi brings in a medrash, right? Before the Gemara. The medrash says as follows. Remember the story with Sarah just two weeks ago. She went down to um, Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. She went to Avimelech. 
and he stole her. And so the Medrash says, records the story, is that, so he put her in a room the night, nothing happened that night, or he couldn't do anything that night, whatever, but he put her in the room, and the Medrash records that she lay down on the floor, and she davened for Hashem, Hashem, and she said as follows, she said, Hashem, you know that Avram Avinu, he's outside, he's safe, it's fine, but he has, he's good, and he's safe, you know why? Because he has the haftacha from you, that you're going to make him a great nation. Obviously, you have to be safe and well, and you're going to watch him, and, and I'm going to make you a great nation, I'm going, to, I'm going to save you, all that stuff. Who did he say it to? He said it to Avram, not to me. He says, what do I have? So I'm telling you, what I have is my faith in you. I have faith in you, in a maimuna in you, that nothing's going to happen, that you're going to save me, that I'm going to be 100% safe, and I'm going to be safe and well. Not, nobody can harm me. So uh, the Medrash goes on to say as follows. The Basco came out, or didn't Basco, Hashem said, Sarah, you don't understand. It's because of your Muna that Avram has the promise. It doesn't go the other way around. Because you're a Maimon, you're such a Maimon. That's why he got the promise, because of you. So we see, it's all right, that, is that when you're miming and something, yeah, I say nothing's going to happen. No, we're going to have, we're gonna, I don't know if that works with Trump. I'm not sure. But, um, but if we're miming that something good is going to happen, because we don't know what's good. That's, that's the real point. We don't know. We, looks great. Right? That job looks great. That car looks great. That wife looks great. That husband looks great, okay? Whatever, whoever's watching. But that, that, we don't know necessarily that's good. So that's not, they can't have the same. But if it is good, obviously life is good and mitzvah is good and to continue to do. And, and, and if we know and we say, Hashem, we're trusting you, Hashem, then it's going to happen. It's only going to be good. So that's a, that's a very, very important. What was that act of the Muna that the was referring to? It's that, that she laid down and she says, I'm, I'm relying on my Muna to be safe. That's it. She just was laid down on the floor. That was her. She said, I'm relying on my, my, my you, Hashem, and that's why I have to be safe, because I have trust in you. So, um, everything that Hashem, we have to remember, everything that Hashem does is for our good, whether in business, in health, in, in jobs, in relationships, that is coming from the Rabbani Shalom, and it's for our good, and we have to keep that in mind. The story, like, like, the, if, like there's uh, horses, I don't know if you know about it, the horse... When he comes to the watering hole, anyone that knows horses, they start kicking and whining. <laughs> I don't know if I did it good, but um, they, uh, they start kicking. Well, what's, what's that about? So if you, if you research it, you'll see that when they come to a watering hole or watering, they see their reflection in the in their pond or, the, or even a trout, whatever, whatever they're drinking from, and they think it's another horse coming to take their water, and they're kicking it and whining, so that the horse should go away. Little, that's, that's us. When we have, we have somebody who's maybe opening and doing something else, or you know, doing a music business, or uh, photography, or whatever they're doing somewhere else, you know, and they're advertising, on the, and, uh, you know, and we, we start kicking and whining, because, uh, you know, but little do we know, <laughs> we were being ridiculous all up to Rabbi Shalom, and he has to trust in us. Like, like they say, I heard this from Elam Mansur, he says, you know, God, he never makes money, by the way. He own, God does not make money. I don't know if you know that. Hashem only loses money. How do you know that? You see people, you see a businessman, right? He, uh, he works very hard on a deal, and a deal falls through. What does he say? He says, ah, Hashem didn't want me to have it, which I do. He didn't want. I, I did everything I could. Hashem didn't want. But 
you never find that when he's doing really well, the deal works. You know, like it's, he makes a lot of money, or he's, he's doing, yeah, it was Hashem, Hashem did it, yeah, Hashem, no, no, he, he pulled a deal, he sold it, he flipped it, it was, it was amazing. You know, so you see that Hashem only, only he only loses money. That's a, so he's not a good businessman, Hashem. <laughs> that, but it's ridiculous. Obviously, that's, that's something that we have to change, that's what we have to work on when we're sitting and waiting for the subway, we have to work on, on thinking about it. And, um, and the, same, the same idea is when we're, obviously our minds are still occupied. Somebody doesn't want to give up. Um, doesn't want to, if, if he would have a moon and he would realize, listen, if I'm meant to lose, I'm meant to lose if, if they cheated it also. If he would realize, if he have, this is where it's meant to be. And if I'm meant to win, then I'll win even if they try cheating. And we'll get in our guys to cheat. But that that's, that's, could be a message from the Rabbani Shalom. The Gemara in Megillah, Yud Beis says as follows. The Gemara says, what? Right, we did our style. Yeah, yeah, you should do this. But, uh, but to cry and to scream and to, yeah, count it. Within your power. Count it, right, right, 100%. Don't think that it's that it's you doing it, but at least do your part. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know, but not to be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. But, um, but it could be that it's a message. It could be that, a, that this whole thing is happening is a message from Hashem. The Gemara in Megillah Yud Bey says that one of the reasons that uh, Esther and Malka invited Haman to the Suda was because, was because as follows, was because she didn't want Klal Yisrael to think, oh, we have a sister in the White House. We have a sister in the palace. Don't worry about it. We're good. We're a friend. We have a father-in-law in the White House, right? A Yiddish father-in-law, a Yiddish shver, right? We, we should say, so Esther said, I'm going to invite him. They're going to think that, oh, she's chummy-chummy with Haman Arasha. We're, we got a self-hating Jew in the palace. And, uh, you know, we have somebody that married, um, you know, inter intermarried in, in, in the White House. That's, that's why, that is why the Gemara says she invited Haman to, to put that fear into us that we should still have the trust, still have the Muna, and still daven to the Rabbanu Shalom. So that's uh, very, very important about having, um, having a Muna and davening. And, and last week's parasha also is an amazing Sephardah, talking about Sarah. The Sephardah says that when Sarah laughed about having children, she wasn't really laughing. She was laughing, but she, she thought that the Malachim were just saying a bracha. I'll give you a bracha, uh, you should have children. And so she started, the Sephardah says, she started laughing. A bracha is not going to do it. The Sephardah says as follows, because you know why she knew? That a bracha, a regular bracha, cannot change reality. It cannot change, it cannot make a nest, a bracha, a regular bracha. Maybe if it's, if it's certain, certain tzaddikim, where Bali brought, they had a special kayach. Shem, you know, there's, there was a Baditch, there was certain tzaddikim. But a regular a person, a, a nice giving a bracha, altia bracha, hedyet, kalabe, necha, it should, it, it means a lot, and, and it's great, but that's only in the normal thing of life. So if they say you're going to be rich, you're going to find the shiver, fine. But she knew that she already passed the stage of having children, and it would take a miracle. So that's why she left. The Svarna goes on to say an amazing thing. And the only thing that could change it, Svarna says, is sincere prayer. So he says that sincere prayer can change reality and can make a miracle. But that wasn't what she was getting. So she was laughing because I didn't have, 
um, you know, I, uh, I didn't have a haftacha from Hashem. I, only, I didn't have sincere prayer. I only had a bracha. So we see that sincere prayer can actually change reality. So let's go. Let's go start uh, get, getting together. Down. Okay, so I want to end with the story of I saw from Rab Ashri about a man who, uh, a young man who worked his way up and for whatever it is, he didn't have a job and for a long time was looking for a job. And he was a very, uh, very qualified person. He was a, either a CFO or a, or, or a controller or whatever it was. And he was in the health industry. So he was looking for a long time and he had betachan, I'm going to find a job. Finally, he found this perfect job and he went for an interview and he liked the place and he liked the owner and they went for the second interview and then they had a follow-up third interview with the, with the whole management team and it was looking great and they did some research, they did drug testing, they did research, they did background check, they did, they did um, references and everything checked out and they were writing a contract, they wrote a contract, he actually signed the contract, sent it back and there was a delay and he was wondering what's the delay? And they told him, well, we're not sure yet because uh, we heard some... It turns out that uh, one of his haters um, badmouthed him, spoke not nice things about him that weren't even true. And they were getting cold feet. So he says, you know what? He, call, he says, listen, don't do anything. Let me make a meeting with you. He calls a meeting with the boss. He comes down and he says, listen, I, know what, what, I don't know what you heard, but... If you heard this and this is not true, there's this one person that, we, that didn't had it out for me, whatever it was, it's totally not true. I can, I can verify it's, it's false statements. And the boss says, I know that it's not true, I know, but you know what, I don't think we don't want to get involved. It's, uh, it's better that we part our ways, you know, you're really good, and, but uh, you know, it's not, you know, who wants to, you know, right? who wants to have, a, have a liability like that, right? Whatever it was. So he says, no, no, he couldn't convince him. He left, he went out. He says he went out into his car and it was night and he started crying and he couldn't stop crying for a half hour. Finally, at the end of half hour, he says, what's going on with me? He says, I'm a from Jew, yes? Yes, he started talking to himself. There was no cell phone. There. I'm a from Jew, yes, yes. I believe in Hashem, do you? Yes, I do. He says, I believe that Hashem does everything. Hashem loves us like a father, more than a father. Is that true? Yes, because he learned that he learned Bitach and he learned Demuna. He says, so Hashem is doing everything. So why am I crying? This is obviously wasn't good for me. That's a very hard madrega. He wiped away his tears. He went home and he said that it actually took him a long time. He struggled very, very hard until he found his next job. His next job also was good. Um, it was six months later. And he also was very happy, it was a good job, very similar, he was very happy there. But a month later, the old job that he could have had was a healthcare facility, and whatever it was, business. And the FBI raided the place, took everything, and arrested the owners. And they arrested the head management, especially the person that took his job, his job, the one that he was applying, he was supposed to have, it costed that fellow thousands and thousands of dollars in legal fees just to exonerate himself, just to get himself out. And of course the guy didn't have a job afterwards either. He was, he was gone. He says, now I see, in hindsight, wow, Hashem, I'm, I'm crying, I should have been laughing. 
I, I, I went out there, you know, so sad, thinking I lost it. Hashem saved me at the last minute. He saved me the Agamus Nefesh of not having a job, a long-term, and, and, and going through all that Agamus Nefesh of, of uh, legal fees, you know what that means, and fighting in, in court against a, a Jew or from a year, they just want to have our, nothing more, nothing more delightful than throwing a, a, a religious rabbi into jail. So that's something that sometimes we see, but most of the time we don't see. We're not zeichah. Sometimes we see, sometimes we do, but most times we're not, we're not going to get a leaf fall, falling on, on, on a dog's hair. You know, it's unlucky, Baruch Hashem. Sometimes we don't have that. We don't see the job. We don't see why we didn't get that job. We don't see why, 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 why that, that person dumped me, that boy, the girl dumped me, and, and it was, sounded perfect for me. We don't see why... You know, we, we didn't get that house and somebody came in and, and, and you know, bid me up by $10. We don't see that, but it's true. But we have to work on ourselves to understand it. And that's when we get more schar, is even when we don't see it, to say we believe in Hashem. And with that belief, he says, that is going to bring us Yeshua's and Rafuas and Brachas and stuff. Because we should all be Zeicha to all the Brachas that happens with Amuna and Bitachan and with Tefillah. And uh, we should realize that the best is yet to come. Amen.